Next, ReachMD examines new developments in the diagnosis and treatment of gender-specific medical issues. Obesity is a growing problem facing Americans. Are medical professionals doing their best to provide care for this growing obese population? You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Mazzullo, a practicing physician. And with me today is Dr. Emily Merrill, a person trying to answer these questions about obesity, who is a lead investigator of the women's stories of their experiences as overweight patients. She is also the department chair of nurse practitioner studies at Texas Tech University in the School of Nursing in Lovett, Texas. Welcome, Dr. Merrill. Thank you. So how prevalent do you think the obesity problem is in women today? Well, we know that at least a third of the United States women are obese, and there is a great amount of stigma about being overweight and being obese. So it is a big problem. Where do you think the stigma is seen in the medical community? Well, I think it's seen by physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, psychologists, even dietitians. I think it's very prevalent. There's one recent work called Weight Bias, and it addresses that there is a great amount of weight bias held by healthcare professionals, and it's longstanding, and it continues even in our society today. Tell me a little bit more what you think this weight bias is in everyday life. Well, I think people have implicit attitudes, how they feel about obese individuals. It does affect how they perceive people. There have been studies that show that even medical students, physicians, nurses, they may not want to take care of someone who is obese. Some nurses have felt that it was disgusting to take care of somebody who's obese. Sometimes people have felt that people who were overweight or obese, they weren't as smart, they weren't as capable, they didn't take care of themselves. So it really, it's very deep in our society, and we would think that healthcare professionals would not have those attitudes. We would think that their code of ethics would kind of protect them from feeling that way or perhaps at least acting on their thoughts. Yeah, unfortunately, physicians and nurses are people too and have their own preconceived notions, which is disturbing. You're absolutely right. You like to think that medicine is above that. How do you define obesity in women? Well, it's, you know, we have the BMI, which is body mass index, and that's what a lot of people still consider. If you're over a BMI of 25, you're considered overweight, and then over 30, it's obese. I have a fair number of obese patients in my patient population, as most of us do with that third of the population in the United States, and particularly in pregnancy as well. We see a lot of women with higher BMI. I find that the concerns I have for this patient population, not only are the way they're treated with the minute they walk into someone's office, you know, the first thing they're doing is they're weighing in when that may be the most sensitive thing for them. Exactly. In your study, did you find that to be a particular problem? It is. One of the most interesting things I found was one of the themes that came out of the study was the first one was struggling to fit in. People really felt like that it was a battle to fit into the world of health care. They used the words battling. I kind of extracted that from all the things they told me. But one of the things that really made an impression on me was how they struggle to fit in. And when they walk into a physician's office or a clinic or a hospital, the first thing that these women, and I found this in the women I interviewed, they looked for a place to sit, a comfortable place to sit, a chair without arms or a bench. And many offices, you know, have chairs that have arms and that really made them feel panicky. 
they felt like that if I can't even go into an office and find a place to sit, are people aware of my needs? And I'm going to be stigmatized because I can't even sit down mm-hmm. and, and be comfortable. This is true in a lot of populations. For example, the disabled folks who don't have a ledge to write on that is at a height they can reach from a wheelchair, exactly. et cetera. So this is a problem, I think, in medicine we have to be more aware of in so many communities. The other thing I find a lot before we change something in our office for it was even just a patient gown. Uh-huh. If you don't have something that accommodates someone of every size, whether they're very, very thin or very overweight, it just makes people feel at a disadvantage when they're even, I think, discussing things with their provider. That's an excellent point that it's not just people who are overweight in healthcare that we need to look at, but the individual. But I had a quote on that. Even you talked about gowns, but blood pressure cuffs. I had a, a woman to say, she said, and I can quote it, I had to wait like a half an hour just for them to get my blood pressure because they had the wrong cuff. So then they had to go out and look for another one. And the nurse was running around the office saying, we need a bigger cuff. Mm. She just can't fit the other one. And the person said, I was just like, oh, my gosh, so embarrassed. I could hear them looking for it. Yeah, no, that's mortifying for a patient. Well, the other concern I have, not even in just their perception, but is that how do you think obesity complicates someone's medical care? It puts them at risk for various health problems, including, as we know, diabetes, higher insulin levels. One good health habit seems to embrace and strengthen others. And so sometimes just being overweight, I don't know, puts you in a mindset maybe that you're not as healthy. The literature says that they're at risk for many other health problems, including cancers, gallbladder disease, diabetes, and those are big in our society. Do you feel there's a change in how a physician or a health provider perceives these patients who are overweight as far as testing is concerned? Well, in my study, of course, my study was a qualitative study, but I can give you an example. One woman went in, she had arthritic pain, and she said, I'm having pain. And he really, without a really a thorough examination or any kind of test, just told her, well, if you would lose weight, this would solve most of your problems. And that's so easy, obviously. Right, and that is so difficult. Another patient, she went in and she had high blood pressure, and the physician said, well, your blood pressure is high. You need to lose weight. And the patient said, well, I realize that. And he said, well, you'll just have to stop eating. And this is what the patient said. If it would have been easy for me, I would have done it a long time ago. And he said, well, you just need to learn how to do that. And so then they got to an impasse. She walked out and never went back to that physician mm-hmm. and found somebody else who was more respectful of how to work with people. And on the other side, you know, some of the women had wonderful relationships with their physicians, with their family doctors, and that made a great deal of difference. Mm, Absolutely. Today we're talking to Dr. Emily Miller, who's the lead investigator on women's stories of their experiences as overweight patients. She's the department chair of nurse practitioner studies at Texas Tech University. And we were just beginning to start to talk a little bit about your study, Dr. Merrill. Tell us a little bit, who was included in the study? Actually, it was a very small study because it was a qualitative study of the women's lives and their lived experience. Well, I wanted to examine what it was really like for these women who were overweight in health care. So I interviewed eight women, and all the women were Caucasian. They were between the ages of 20 and 61, and it involved a face-to-face interview. Did you interview all of the patients yourself? Yes, I did. And during the interview, what kind of questions were you asking? Well, they were really open-ended questions. I started out by just asking them, tell me what it's like 
for you to experience health care or tell me a story about something you remember about your health care. Some stories were good in that they were very positive about their experience, but most of them and many of them talked about their embarrassment and how they were stigmatized and how they really struggled to fit into health care. What were the measurements you were doing at the end of the study? What were you hoping to find? If you look at my study, it was really... I just wanted to find out what their experiences were. That was the whole point of the study, is what are your experiences? I went into that with an open mind, knowing that there was stigma, but I wanted to understand what it was like for them. And now, knowing the information that you've extrapolated in the study, what do you hope to use this for now in the future? Well, I certainly want to use this study to influence healthcare providers, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians, you know, medical students, anybody who works with a patient to influence them to really look at their own attitudes, assess their own attitudes. And I know that sounds really, you know, kind of trite, but we hold a lot of ideas about people that maybe they're not really trying. And we don't understand everything about obesity. So I want to use the study to influence healthcare professionals. I want to use it that nursing and medicine would look at how they educate students. Were you surprised by what you found in the study? Were you thinking that some of the things people were telling you were more surprising than what you expected? I was not surprised because I have been a nurse for a long time. I've been a nurse practitioner for many years too, and I had heard some of these things just by taking care of patients, by seeing patients. I guess the thing that surprised me most is how important it was for women to feel that they could have an open communication and they didn't feel judged, and also that they were going to keep trying to be healthy. No matter how much they weighed, they wanted to be healthy. They were refusing to give up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They wanted to come to their physician or their nurse practitioner or to seek care, but They were not going to give up. They didn't just say, that's it, I'm done. They just wanted to keep trying. And they wanted help. They wanted group support. They wanted individual support. They wanted resources. You bring up an excellent point because a lot of the time someone walks into a physician's office. I have patients come to me saying very similar experiences to the one you mentioned earlier where I saw my internist and they said, I should lose weight, like I can just do that tomorrow. And the problem I find today is even with the idea of nutritional programs, some of the organized weight management programs, and some good advice to patients, insurance doesn't cover most of that. And so you're asking a patient, particularly in difficult economic times, to pursue things that now they even find to be harder to do. So I think that as physicians and healthcare providers, we have to make a really extreme effort to find strategies that are cost-effective but not judgmental. And I think that's hard to do for a lot of people. It is not easy. And, you know, we are bound to try and see more patients, to give better care, and it takes time. It really takes time to do some of those things, which are difficult. Can you make some suggestions out of your study for things we can tell nurse practitioners and providers and physicians about ways to improve their interaction with the obese patient? Yes, I'd be happy to. First of all, really look at your own thoughts and attitudes and look at your practice. Do you have the scale in a private area? Does your staff also understand what your philosophy is about caring for people? Look at your space. What kind of space do you have? What kind of furniture? Do you have the appropriate blood pressure cuffs and sizes? Do you have gowns that fit people? Do you create a respectful and welcoming environment? Do you communicate using appropriate words? 
there's one study, and it was by Wadden, and they talked about what kind of words do people like. And, of course, people don't like uh, fatness, excessive fat. They really don't like the word obesity in this one study. When you talk about it, maybe you can use the word weight. There are different philosophies. Some people think, well, you know, we ought to just say what it is. I find the word fat makes people very uncomfortable. We, no one's ever fat in my office. They're cuddly. Yeah. And yeah. it works. <laughs> and, and that's great. See, you found something that works, and you know what works. I'm sure you're very sensitive because, you know, you're really aware of this. But those kinds of things, and I believe it has to pervade your whole office. Your staff has to know that. How do you feel about it? They know how you feel. If you talk to a patient very kindly and then you go back and after the patient leaves, you say, you know, terrible things about somebody being overweight, there it is. Absolutely. What do you think about other recommendations in addition to the things you've mentioned that may aid in the care of these patients? Do you think we should offer them the option to not be weighed in when they come to the office at all? Absolutely. There's no reason for many people to be weighed at all. There are certain conditions, you know, congestive heart failure, other kinds of renal issues, yes, but just to be weighed every time you come, no. Some people, that's why they don't want to go to the office. They're weighed in. But certainly the nurse should say, would you like to weigh today? Or, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't, fine. It's not that important. The cause of obesity is so complex and very individual for every patient, both on a physiological as well as emotional level. Do you think as a medical community we can offer a cure for obesity? I don't think we have a cure, you know, but a lot of these diets will work. But diets in general, 95% of the people gain weight again on a diet. So it has to be a lifestyle. I don't think there's a cure because I think it's so multifactorial. And we're not even talking about surgery. So you think in general, if we improve perception and the logistics of the workplace, that we can improve the care for these obese patients? I think we can. I'm not saying that we shouldn't always try to move toward health and have healthy lifestyles and exercise and do all the kinds of things that promote health. Absolutely. We have to address what makes a healthy weight. But we also have to address their perceptions and how they live this experience of getting health care. Where do you think you're going to take your study from here now? I'd like to interview men because this study was only women. Another thing is to have people of a different cultural and uh, racial background. These women were all Caucasian. Mm -hmm. Diversify it and see if it makes a difference, yeah. And then I hope to have some interventions for nursing students and possibly interdisciplinary medical students, physical therapy students. Actually, we've developed a course this year, and it's called Perspectives on Obesity. So I think there's a lot to be done in medical schools and nursing schools and educating the professionals for the future. Thank you so much, Dr. Emily Merrill, who's been our guest. We've been discussing the challenges for the obese patient in the medical workplace. I'm Dr. Lisa Mazzullo. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. 